0: Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. On today's episode, Jaime Castanier-Weiss will be guiding us through an Ignatian prayer exercise designed to help us connect with Scripture and with Jesus. Hope you enjoy. When I was on staff with a parachurch organization a few years ago, One of the things that we did every semester was that we'd go away on retreats. And during these retreats, we'd spend two days together, and we'd study one passage. And we were a bit of a nerdy organization, so the first thing we would do with the passage would be we'd do a traditional Bible study with it. And we'd take time of retreat with it, we'd have a guide, we'd answer questions, we'd journal, we'd pray. And then on the last day, we would pray Through the passage. It was an interesting form of prayer. I'd never encountered it before because what we were invited to do was to use our imagination, to pray with our imagination. Now I was used to praying with my mind. I would think about my prayers. I would I was used to praying about my emotions, praying with my heart. But I'd never prayed with my imagination before. It was interesting. It's been a practice that has stuck with me from time to time, and I'm hoping today it might be a practice that we could engage in together, that we could pray with our imagination. Part of what we're going to be doing by praying with our imagination is we're going to be thinking about what it would have been like to have been with Jesus Don't some of us ask ourselves that once in a while? What would it have been like to be on the road with him, to be in Galilee? Sometimes we might think, what might it have been like to be around the cross? What would it have been like to see him resurrected? Today, we're actually going to experience some of that. Some of us might feel like there's something wrong with using our imagination. It might feel like we're making things up. What I'd say to that is that we have been given our imagination by God. God created each one of us with imagination, which means that there must be a way to use our imagination or engage our imagination in a way that honors and works. Today, I want to guide us through a style of prayer that was actually started by St. Ignatius. It's in many circles, it's called Ignatian prayer or imagination prayer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a passage of scripture a number of times. And at each time, I'm going to give us some prompts. And part of those prompts is going to be to imagine ourselves in that passage. We're going to be reading John 15. We've actually just heard about it in church this past Sunday. During John 15, what's been going on is it's Jesus's last teaching with his disciples. At this point, only 11 are present. He's been talking about his departure. He's promised that the Holy Spirit is going to come to guide and comfort them. And they are not handling this all that well. They've been asking a lot of questions. The disciples have spent around three years with him. And this is not headed to where they thought it was. They could not picture a future in which he would leave them, and so they are confused. And that's the scene that we enter in when we read John 15. I'm going to read it in a moment, and what I'm going to invite you to do is, as you're able to, focus on the text. Just listen to the words. If you are not driving, you may want to close your eyes. But if you are, please don't. Please keep them open and focus as you're able. And listen as I read from John 15, verses 1 through 17. This is Jesus speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me. As I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Take a few moments just to think through what you remember about the passage. Now, I'm going to invite you to take in a breath and breathe out. Do this a few times. As you do this, imagine yourself breathing in the love of God. Each time you breathe in, you are breathing in God's love for you. As you breathe out, breathe out whatever you need to let go, whatever you need to come out of you in order for you to experience what God has in store for you. Take a few more deep breaths. Take one more deep breath, breathing in God's love for you, knowing that God wants to encounter you now and breathe out whatever might keep you from experiencing what he has for you. In a moment, we're going to read the scripture again, and I'm going to invite us to enter into the scene. You've already heard it once. There are some details that stood out to you, I want, to ima- I want you to imagine yourself in the room with the disciples, knowing that one of you has left, and one has been told that he will deny. It's been a long evening. You've spent lots of time with Jesus, and he's saying things that are puzzling you. Think about what the scene is like. What do the disciples look like? Are you wearing modern clothes? Are you wearing what you imagine the clothes to have been in that time? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does Jesus look like? Are you sitting, standing, or in another pose? Fill in as many details as would be helpful to help you enter in. And now listen. As you listen, focus on Jesus. Are there moments when you sense Jesus' gaze land on you? Note those. Jesus speaks I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to the glory of my Father, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command love each other. Take some time to consider what the scene has been like. When did Jesus focus his attention on you? How did that make you feel? Did it feel welcoming to have Jesus gaze at you? Or did you feel tempted to shrink back? Why is that? What do you make of Jesus' words to his disciples? What do you make of the words he spoke to you? Spend some time asking the Holy Spirit to show you why Jesus gazed at you when he did and what he might be saying to you. I'm going to read the text one more time. And I want you to imagine now that when Jesus, is en- when Jesus ends the passage, when he finishes by saying love each other, he's going to look at you and you're going to have a chance to say something to him. As I read, be ready. And when I'm done, speak to Jesus the words that you need to say to him the words that he wants to hear. I am the vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. How would you like to respond to Jesus now? I'm going to close now with words that I've learned from my friends in the Catholic tradition. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.